Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi, and thank you for downloading another episode of the Glasgow's Green Podcast. I'm Stevie, and this is the 29th show from us. Tonight we'll discuss the win over Aberdeen as best as we can, but I'm sure that's going to be a challenge to stretch it out for half an hour, isn't it, John? And please only respond if your Wi-Fi is at a semi-functioning level, as it's been an utter disgrace recently. Yes, I'm back. Hi, fans. The game was crap. Yes, indeed, John. Celtic won. Aberdeen now. David Tumble with the only goal of the game. You know, that's the type of match where it could have been crucial if it was you know, an important game with something to play for this season. If we were going for the league, that's the type of games that, that you can say after it. I would that, that wins you the league at the end of the season, but it's not really going to turn out that way. It was pretty dismal, but you've got to say that David Tumbo again, I don't know where we'd be without him. No, it just makes it even more ridiculous that he wasn't in the team for months at the start of the season. No, as you say, I mean, the game, I suppose, in the great scheme of things, doesn't really matter that much. Obviously, we want to get as many points as we can, so... Rangers kind of win the league at Parkhead, and I don't think that'll happen now. No, it wasn't the greatest game. It was a very good goal by Tumbo, though. McGregor had loads of room, and he gave him the ball, and he stuck it in the bottom corner for about 25 yards. And that was probably the most interesting thing that happened in the game. Aberdeen, I suppose, could have had a penalty. But they had the post. We had a couple of no-bad chances. Uh, Klamala had one at the end, and uh, Eddie had a couple of sort of half chances, but... Now, as you say, they're the sort of games that in the good old days they won you the league, but that's not going to be the case this season. We've won five dead rubbers in a row, and we've got Sounds three... like a song. <laughs> we've got three months for us to go. It's exhausting yeah. thinking about it. Do you know I think this season feels like it's just went on forever? Aye, and it doesn't help that there's no fans. All right, Lenny. <laughs> There'll be a statue of me soon at Side Park. I'd... I really think the, the fans... Don't help. I mean, obviously, that's no reason for Celtic being rubbish this season. But it just makes watching the game, I mean, feel a lot, 
I suppose if even if the game mattered, it'd still be hard to watch. Even at the start of the season when the games were mattering, it was hard really to watch them with no fans. And of course, last season was stopped before there was no fans. So that doesn't help. Our diabolical form this season doesn't help either. And it's just an unreal season. So let's just pretend this season didn't happen and we'll start again in August. No, I mean, it's mad, isn't it? Because this time last year, I think yesterday was a year to the day we won at Petodre. 2-1, Chris Ayer scored. That was, a, I mean, again, funnily enough, tough game against Aberdeen because I think we took the lead. Uh, they equalised and we were under the cost that game. Like, they were really, really unlucky against us and it was Ayer with a great strike to, to win, is it? And It's just bizarre, man, to to be thinking. Somebody said to you last year after that game at Petrodri, it was a right feel-good factor. It was, a, it was just a real buzz around the club again and after we came back for the Christmas break and Unfortunately, the real thing is, it's been after the Christmas, well, it wasn't really a Christmas break, but we made a, we made our own wee special Christmas break this season, and that's what's killed us, really. Can you imagine, if we didn't go to Dubai and we just knuckled down, we had all the players we had after we lost to Ibrooks, we had that run against, what, Hibs, Livingston twice, and then St Mirren. I mean, it's all, it's all very well and good saying, if only, but maybe what if, but I'm sure you share my uh, dejection on that one. Aye, I mean... Even if we hadn't went to Dubai and dropped all the points in a week, we could still be like 11 points behind with two games to play Rangers. Obviously, it'd be like nearly done, but we still have a slight chance now. We've got like all these games that don't really mean much, and it's just a real... Like, I mean, it's nearly the same team as last season. I mean, there's not that many differences. The squad's probably stronger, but this team's just not good at this season. And as usual, we've been at a loss to explain why. I think probably Neil Lennon being a bad manager has got something to do with it. You get away with that last season. Rangers imploded last season as well, which people wouldn't like to hear that, but they did after Christmas. And we just kept it an even keel and did what had to be done. And this season we imploded like three or four times a season. And now we're just like playing the games. I mean, I think professional pride's keeping the team going. I mean, they'll want to keep things respectable. I think what's happening in the background may be interesting with Celtic possibly looking to bring in like a director of football. But no, I mean, these games, like, as soon as the game's finished, I mean, that's it. People forget about it. Thank, lucky for the listeners that they've got us to talk about left of the game. <laughs> <laughs> What's your thoughts on what Neil Lennon was saying earlier on today as well about how there are mitigating factors in why this season's been disastrous? But he would rather keep it secret. That's just strange, isn't it? I'm no, I've no really known when you talked about all season. I don't know. Maybe he'll review on in a bookie rights or something in a couple of years. But I know maybe he'll go and open goal or something, and I'm sure Simon Ferry will get it out of him. Well, after he talks about the nights out first for about six hours, maybe it's to do with the stuff at the start of the season when he ill-advisedly threw the players under the bus after Ferry Javaros was saying these players want to leave. It's been annoying me for ages. Maybe players have been agitating to leave for August, but then Celtic never sold them. I think on reflection, that was a mistake. People would have went crazy at the time, but serious players that wanted to leave, even if they were important players, they should have just sold them. I think that would have helped this season greatly. Maybe it's just a typical Lennon throwaway press conference quote. I mean, I don't really bother much with what Lennon says at press conferences because they're not really worth listening to football press conferences. So... Maybe one day we'll find it, but I'll probably be one of the same of theirs. Oh, here's what Alan McCoy said to me, blah, blah. I know that stuff for years ago that ended up not really meaning much. 
Neil Lennon's a man who criticises social media a lot and sometimes he's justified in it because it is a toxic, poisonous place, yes. But he also knows that when he says those wee vague, cryptic remarks, he knows that that's going to be picked up on by media outlets and then they'll feed it through the social media news channels, fans will pick up on it and they'll all be talking about that. So he's deliberate, he knows exactly what he's doing when he says it. He's not a stupid man. So, like you, I'm... I'm done trying to say and guess him i think what's happening now is lennon is it's all about him now he's winning as much as possible to prove to the board that he deserves to go at it next season i know you don't quite believe that's going to happen i'm not ruling it out but i this is one of the occasions i hope you're right john and i'm wrong but i think it's also what you're seeing with the players and we'll discuss one of the players in detail in a wee minute but i think the players who are looking to the want away stars if you will I'm now playing for ourselves. Okay, yeah, professional pride comes in, as you were saying earlier, John, but I think a lot of it with these players now, certainly are more high-profile players, they're playing for a move elsewhere. Um, they'll, they'll probably be knowing that scouts or agents will be inquiring with Celtic and they'll be looking at their form. And if you're like Chris Ayer or Odson Edward now, you're going to be in demand when it comes to the next transfer window in the summer. Um, discussing positives about the game, at least, you know, for me, I thought Ayer and Welsh were solid. I thought Stephen Welsh slotted back in effortlessly after going off against St Mirren, injured as well. Tumble strike was fabulous. And despite everything what we're saying, John, three points and a clean sheet, isn't it? Welsh and Ayer should be the partnership for the foreseeable future, but then we don't know if Ayer's going to be here next season. I would doubt very much he is. But no matter who the manager is, I would start Welsh, uh, centre-back next season. Of course, Tumble, I mean, every time... I've been on the podcast, we end up talking about him because he's probably the only Celtic player worth talking about these days. Actually, uh, I thought Carl McGregor played well. That was one of his best games for a while. He set up a couple of chances. He set up the goal, he set up another chance uh, for Tumble that was blocked in the second half. I thought he was good as well. Uh, Bain didn't really have much to do. I thought Sorrow was decent, but I was always worried he was going to get booked. They did give away a lot of fouls. I mean, they did enough to get the game won, but as ever, it's the Turnbull show, and we'd be really mince if he wasn't in the team this season. We'd be absolutely abject. Well, no great, but without Turnbull, we'd be dire. So I do believe, John, that is <laughs> a much maligned Aberdeen. That's now six games they have went without a goal. Sucks to be them. Are they even worse than us this season? Uh, that's the first time that's ever happened in their history. I just thought they won that bad, or I don't know if that says more about us. Yeah, I think you're right, because I think we... Started all right, we scored the goal, and then after the goal, we just dropped off. Aberdeen, as you say, I don't think it was a penalty, but hit the post and a couple of decent chances in the first half. Had they a decent striker, could have been very different, but it's in the second half, they were on the front foot. I thought we couldn't get to grips with it. It was only really the 60 minutes onwards that we started to impose ourselves a wee bit. But both teams were poor. I mean, I think that was like a showcase of the result of mismanagement by both sides this season. I think Neil Lennon and Derek McInnes, you know, it was a, it was to see, it wasn't a game about who was the best out of them, it was to see who was the the least terrible, and Lennon obviously won it there, but as I keep saying, that three each game at the end of October, that was another big factor in where we are now, and that Aberdeen team were appalling. I'm not playing them again next Saturday, lucky us. <laughs> that'll be a good luck, I'm sure that'll be another great football spectacle, but... <laughs> One of the things I noticed as well is, I'm using the Neil Lennon air quotes here when I say resurgence, right? But Celtic's resurgence seemed to stem from Odson Edward and how up for it he's been tonight. He wasn't as impressive 
and neither were Celtic really. And when you take a step back, it's another game, John, isn't it? Where Celtic seem to rely on individual brilliance, which is a concern. We've been like that for ages, though. I mean, we were even like that sort of last season, I'd say, when we were on that run. And for this season, it was uh, Edward at the start of the season. That's about it, because we went on that absolutely terrible run in October, November. Edward in this recent spell, and uh, Tumble as well. Someone would they the player of the year this season at Celtic Park, if they even did that. I think Tumble and Eddie will be picking up all the awards. I'm be sorry. I think Ayers I think Ayers are shout as well. Oh Ayers played well as well. I mean he's not really a difference maker, so to speak, because he's a lot of defender. But no, I think Ayer, Eddie, Tumble, maybe they've only sorrow to an extent. They've and McGregor on and off, they've probably the only players that have been respectable this season. Everybody else has been pretty dire and It'll be interesting to see when Celtic and Aberdeen play each other next season if Neil Lennon and Derek McInnes are still in charge at Celtic and Aberdeen. And I would guess that they won't be. I mean, they are in a right bad way. Ha ha ha. <laughs> As I said earlier, though, they weren't terrible. But you never felt that Celtic were truly under threat. I mean, that is a poor Aberdeen team. I mean, we've been atrocious this season. Let's not kid on. But even we've not went six games without a goal. I mean... If that had happened to Celtic, Lennon probably would have got the sack. I will maybe know. But uh, I think that's one of the worst Aberdeen teams since, like, that time they should have got relegated, but didn't he? Because of, like, Falkirk never had a stadium that was, like, up to standard. But, I mean, not right, they're fourth in the league. But I think the league this season is the worst that it's been for years. And I'm not just saying that because Rangers are miles ahead and have not lost a game yet. The standard of the league this season is really, really poor. But that says a lot for us, though, that we've dropped so many points, so, so many poor teams. But, I mean, no, I mean, Aberdeen are a bad lot. I thought they played decent tonight. I thought that Canberra, as I said, wasn't bad. But, no, I'd be disappointed if this new resurgent Celtic didn't beat them again next Saturday. You say disappointed. <laughs> I'd be green. It would be, it'd be unthinkable. That's how bad Aberdeen are. Can't we think of it? You're saying this is one of the worst Aberdeen sides you've seen. It's a good shout. What is the worst Aberdeen side you've seen Celtic been up against? Like, what era? Would it be the McGee one? That 0910 era? No, Ebscovedale. Uh, like, 1999-2000, that was when they finished, I think, I'm sure the Aberdeen fans at this era on Twitter will tell me later on. That I think it was 1999-2000 when Ebscovedale was the manager and bizarrely enough, they got to two cup finals and we, we beat them in one uh, league cup final, one 2 nothing. Was that uh, when Rangers beat them 4-0 in the Scottish Rangers Cup as well? I when Jim Leighton got injured after about a minute, and they never had a sub-goalie. And we Robbie beat, Winters went in goal? Uh, we beat them in the League Cup final, and uh, Vida and I think Tommy Johnson scored. But uh, right. No, they were terrible in that Aberdeen team. I mind I went to the first game of the season that season, in Aberdeen. We won 5-0, didn't we? I was there as well. I John Barnes' first game as manager, and uh, I think Viduka and Henrik both scored a couple each. And I, th- I think we beat them 7 nothing that season as well. And we beat them, I think... 6-0 in December. I beat them 6-0 in December, and then we beat them 5-1 or something. I'm sure that's when they should have got relegated, but only stayed up because the stupid SFA rules or something, that if you didn't have like a 6,000-seater stadium, you didn't get promoted. I mean, Scottish football always has been daft. I mean, that's an example of it. But no, this Aberdeen team is bad, but it's bad for different ways than that Aberdeen team. I know we're talking about Aberdeen a lot, but it feels enough. That was a bad Celtic team that season as well, 2000, I mean. But we were out the league pretty much 
March, same as work. Well, we're at the league now, February. Sorry, John, bad Celtic team indeed, but at least our board acted after a disastrous result that season. Well, I think things are happening at Celtic as well, and in a shock move, I've changed my mind about Neil Lennon being the manager next season. I don't think he'll be the manager next season. Explain how. I don't think he'll be the manager because, well, yesterday he said that he still no spoke to the incoming chief executive, Dominic McKay, so that's one thing. Number two, he wasn't mentioned in the financial report that came out this week, and the report said that the results have been disappointing. I think if Lennon was going to be the manager, he'd have got a mention, there'd have been a defence him. And number three, there's constantly reports that we're looking to bring in a director of football, and we've spoke to like football recruitment type firms, I think, about getting a director of football in, and if there's going to be a director of football in, I don't think there's any chance at all that Neil Lennon is going to be our manager next season, and I think they're just waiting for the right time or the right man to be available, and then they'll announce that Lennon's not going to be the manager next season. Do you know what this season, the way it's petered out, is reminding me like? 05-06, right, when, from a Rangers perspective, they were terrible that season, a bit like ourselves, and there was a game that was like a must-win for them. They lost 1-0 to us. Zerafsky scored at Ibrox, right? And I believe that was when we pretty much sealed the title. Now, the following 12 games after that, they were unbeaten. They won nine of them, and they drew three, including away at Celtic Park. I think that's mirroring what's happened to us, but then I think it was like midway through February or maybe early March, they announced Paul Le Guin was coming to take over from McLeish. And I'm wondering, right, because this Celtic team, They've had that moment where they had the do or die game at Ibrox at the end of December. They lost that. They could have went on like a non-pressure run after it, but they, they completely fucked it after Dubai. But I think the now what you're seeing for the last five games has been like a Celtic team playing without the pressure of stress of being in a championship race. And you're going to see something similar to that. I wouldn't be surprised if we maybe even fucking went unbeaten. But I wonder at what point. Is there going to be an announcement about Neil Lennon's departure um, and an incoming manager? Because we need that done. For Lennon get away, we need the manager in the next day to start preparing for these qualifiers. Well, they must be doing something, though, because there's all this talk about bringing a director of football in. And it's no being sort of denied by the club. I think there's something happening. I mean, I think if Lennon was staying, he would have been mentioned in the the financial report as far as my well learning wasn't mentioned the results were criticised as they should have been I just don't think there's any way he's going to be the manager next season and don't don't forget I mean we gave Tony Mowbray who was in a similarly dire situation we gave him until March this is only February sooner rather than later they'll announce that Lennon's not going to be the manager next season it's like in like the Daily Mail that wonderful wonderful paper I mean, there's stuff about the club looking for a football a director of football, and I mean, no name and names, but there's some Celtic, Celtic friendly uh, journalists, so, so they'll not be putting that in for no reason. The fact that Neil Lennon hasn't spoke to Dominic McKay yet, I think, says it all, because surely if they two were going to be joined at the hip for next season, he'll sell it back to where we belong at the top of Scottish football and do something in Europe for once. Surely they did have a conversation about that. But no, Lennon's not even spoke to him yet. So, I just don't think there's any way at all that Neil Lennon's going to be the manager. I think it's typical Celtic that we're taking our time doing anything. We always do that. We've been doing that forever. But 
I think it'll be a new setup next season. It'll be a new director of football, the new chief executive, and I don't know who it'll be, but I think there'll be a new coach. What's your thoughts on the rumours that Steve Clark's going to be the manager after the Euros? No, I can't see it. I mean, I just don't think he'd be able to handle the pressure of managing a team like Celtic. If he don't win one game here, it's a crisis. And I feel like don't win two in a row, it's just meltdown time, as it should be. But uh, no, I just, I can't see it being Steve Clark. I mean, don't forget, I mean, after the Euros, he's still got the Scotland World Cup qualifiers, which start next month. And I think he'll want to get his, I mean, he's done one thing, which is just, he'll go down as a legend for like getting Scotland to the Euros, but he'll want to like, he'll want to have a statue outside Hamden if he, and he'll get one probably if he can, <laughs> if he can get Scotland back to the World Cup for the first time in like, God, since the 90s. So no, I just, for a load of reasons I can't see happening, I mean, when would they take over? I mean, we still don't know if the Euros are going to happen, and if they do, let, let's say Scotland's game's finish in June, then you'll have, like, that's if we don't like, get to the last 16, and we, we might, and let's say we do, and then they will have like, a week off, then they take over at Celtic. Yeah, remember the Martin O'Neill one as well, because Martin O'Neill, as soon as he joined, I think he was doing a BBC gig at the Euro 2000, wasn't he, as well? Ah, well, that was different, because he was just, uh, he wasn't managing, he was only like being a pundit. And I that was class though, wasn't it? Because I remember being so intrigued, I was invested in seeing what Martin O'Neill had to say, and he talked a lot of sense about football, and you were so excited about him coming in after the season we had, so let's just hope whoever it is can re-energise us, John, because look at us, we're, we're so despondent, there's no enthusiasm. I can only imagine what the listeners must feel, especially now when I'm going to have to bring up, right, here's here's a great topic. Oh, good. Oh, Rangers are four wins away from the league in a season that seems like, as I said, it's dragged on forever. If they win their next three games against Dundee United at home, Livingston away and St Mirren at home, they could win it at Celtic Park, which would be unthinkable. Of course, me and you have seen that happen before, but if that is our ultimate aim this season, to stop them achieving that, so be it. Problem being, it'll be a high-pressure game and Lennon hasn't exactly excelled in those type of matches this season, has he? Eh, uh, No. I mean, I don't even really want to think about that. The new, I mean, it's just too exhausting to even think about the prospect. Of, <laughs> Are you fatigued, like sorrow? Aye, I'd be too too exhausted to even think about Rangers when they get parked. I mean, again, I mean, I was there when it happened before. You probably were as well. I don't think it'll happen because it wouldn't surprise me as, as this, if this new Celtic team, who have all of a sudden decided to win games when the pressure's off, won. Basically, and especially if James, he's not, never really that good against them. But if somebody like James Forrest was back, I think that would make a difference. But then if we won, no, in fact, I'm not going to see what I was going to say. This <laughs> Aye, if we, well, that's the thing, isn't it? Because no, because Len is not going to be the manager. Because I know. I explained why. I know, because I, I remember talking about 05-06. We'd won the league and Rangers came to Celtic Park. And again, they were unbeaten, but people expected us to run over the top of them. It was no no, but. The entire second half, Boric was unreal. In fact, he made a phenomenal save for Dado Purcell as well, and they could have easily went and won that. There is a difference between Rangers in that season and us. The, new. the, the fact that they announced the manager to go? No, because they were, they'd still stuff to play for them until the very end of the season. They, If they'd finished second that season, they'd have gotten in the Champions League qualifiers. Ah, it was Hearts, wasn't it? Hearts, fin- unbelievable enough. Hearts finished second that season. Thanks to us, uh, Giving them a nice sweet three nothing uh, win towards the end of the season where we scored our own goal after like a nanosecond. And then also Paul Hartley scored a free kick or something as well when Boric was like miles out his goal. Aye, something like that. Aye. The same, aye, the same season where we beat them 3-2 in uh, New Year, one of the best Celtic games ever. 
But that are they still had something to play for then? Because if they'd beat us, I think they'd maybe cut the gap on Hearts to like two points or something. I think Hearts only won it by like one or two points. We'll finish saying to me with one or two points. So that's a slight difference. I mean, I think when we sell it, we're at a really low ebb. People were sort of worried that we might not finish setting the season, but I, I think that was always going to happen. I mean, it was, wasn't it? A lot of people, given it, we're going to finish third this season if we if, if we don't watch ourselves. I'm not going to name names, but a lot of people were fucking over the top with that part. This is going to sound ridiculous, but we're still the best team in Scotland. We've just made an absolute mess this season. We've still got the best players. We've not got the best manager, but we've got on their day, this is the best team in Scotland, and they've just not showed enough this season. So there was no way somebody like Aberdeen and Hibs, who are even less consistent than us, were going to catch us. No way. I mean, we'll probably finish second by like fifteen points or something. I have to say, John, as well. Now that you've just said that we are the best team in Scotland, still that's going to be picked up on this podcast and it's going to be shared all over stuff like follow, follow and Rangers media. I hope you're prepared for that and how you're going to cope with it. Have you got a big table to hide under? No, on a day we are still the best team in Scotland, but we've no showed it this season. And unfortunately, the table's going to show the Rangers the best team this season. We're just going to have to live with it, and it's going to be truly miserable when they eventually win the league. So we'll just need to take our medicine and deal with it, and we'll win the league hopefully again next season. Weekend, and fans are hopefully back. Weekend, repaying kind, but we can celebrate when the, the pod celebrates its one and a half year anniversary by Celtic regaining the league title. <laughs> I mean, I thought fans would already be back by now, right enough, so I'm not trying to predict anything about that, but hopefully, John, we're winning the battle against this sleek virus, as our good pal Godders would say. Great comedian. But, uh, no, I would I would hope there's fans back next season. I mean, even if the stadium was only like a third full, like 20,000, I think that would make a difference. Don't want to be like Neil Lennon about it and say, oh, we've no one because of the fans, but it would make a difference and I think it would help next season if even the stadium was at 20,000 fans. I think if that came like an announcement or something sometime this year, I think the whole of Scottish football, the whole of football would get a lift and Celtic would especially, I think. A team that have been hit harder than us, certainly in the league, is Ross County. We are there on Sunday. It's at half seven. John, the bottom of the league, they're in serious danger of the drop. I've watched them often recently. They've been terrible. Of course, we would review that properly. A shoot prediction is all I'm after. Um, I'm going to go first. I think against Ross County, we'll see a 3-1-1. I was going to say the exact same thing. Why on earth have you been watching Ross County? Why? I'm a patriot, John. <laughs> Did you watch a game that I attended, Motherwell versus uh, Hamilton? I watched the highlights of that. Hamilton were all right. Brian, chicken fried rice, look as if he's done all right there. Amazingly enough, it's been <laughs> Rangers <laughs> for the inspiration. That last minute game, I mean, they should have beaten Rangers, but the last minute goal... Looks as if it's really gave them some confidence. They ran over the top of Motherwell. I wonder if they're uh, like going and on about how they played brilliant against Rangers like we did. Except they done better because they get a point at it and they should have won. <laughs> they should have won that game, but no, no exaggeration, but like two or three goals. They were the better team by a mile. And yet we played well against Rangers for like 50 minutes and it's like, ah, oh, Neil Lennon, that's going to be like our greatest performance. So... There you go, Brian Rice for Celtic. There you go, you heard it. <laughs> Chipper, indeed. Speaking of Chipper, indeed, that's what, I, that's what you should be called me. Did you see my takeaway tonight? I did, it looked hideous. It was great, actually, thanks. You still you still don't eat meat, do you? Nope. Well, to anybody who wanted to know what it was, there was some people I saw were commenting. It was a chicken tikka kebab with 
chips and cheese all melted in with a bit of chilli sauce as well. 10 out of 10 from Tasty House in Rutherglen Main Street. Maybe they'll be sponsoring the pod next episode, John. I thought you vegetarian options and dealers in. <laughs> all right, man. This has been episode 29 of Gig Pod. I'm Stevie, and as always, you can catch us everywhere that you listen to podcasts from Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Podcast Addict. As I always say, we're pretty much everywhere. I've got us listed on every possible outlet. And as I always keep saying, a rating and a review on iTunes helps us out massively. A lot of people seemed to be subscribing to us after the Jack Aitchison podcast. That was cracking. It was brilliant to be talking with Jack as well. And I'm glad he came on. And John, I know that even you were impressed by it. I was. I thought that was a, a great interview. So uh, well done, Stephen. But no, I mean... It's a weird, just an insight into the strange life that it must be, like being a football player now. Like, was that about a year he's been living in like different hotels? It's just sounds dreadful, but I mean, good on him, and I hope he ends up doing well like, in his career. But is it Stephen the Junior, right? Is that right? Yes, and do you know what, John? As much as he's in a hotel just now, yes, he's still got far better Wi Fi than you, so that is a positive for the man himself. Maybe I'll move into a hotel then, just for podcasts only, I'll book a room. <laughs> All right. Right, John, I'll let you do the Hail Hail sign off at the end. But yes, we will be back reviewing the Ross County game likely on Monday when Bito is indeed in a decent hotel with Wi Fi. We said it's going to be free one. Gigpod won't let you down, so go and withdraw as much money as possible, put it on at the bookies, and if you do lose, then our legal team will make sure that we're not uh, going to suffer any consequences. Thanks for listening as usual, everybody. And as Steve said, don't forget to rate and review and subscribe to the podcast. Leave us five stars, tell us how great we are. And we'll be back after the Ross County game. We are review a Celtics 3-1 triumph with David Tumble to score anytime. So another bet for you there, folks. Hail, hail, and we'll speak to you soon. Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.